challenges. One of the defining challenges of our of our times. Michael, I want you to hear the shoe. I want you to pull over a chair, Shua. Today, today, I barely want you to hear this. Come, Shua, pull over a chair. Yankov Hill, I want you to hear this. Martchet, I need you to hear this today, but well, today after. Those are all yours, Martha. Yeah, Martha. Thank you, Ray. Martha. Yeah. What I need to write down, I need to write down things. One of the defining nekudos, one of the defining characteristics of our day is a massive, massive challenge of connection. The normal connections people are supposed to have, husband to wife, connection, massive disconnect, tremendous shalom bias epidemic in the world, massive problem with normal husband and wife connection, child to parent, an unbelievable disconnect, a relationship that's supposed to be profound, tremendous disconnection. And I would say, Rebbe Talmud, tremendous disconnection in the world. In all areas of connection, there is a, a, just a massive disconnect in connections that are supposed to be deep and profound. What the source of this disconnect needs work? Why is there so much disconnection? Anybody would be studying sociology, would be studying the world, what's happening, I would say it's a defining characteristic out there, massive disconnection. If you would study, and I apologize to be so blunt, but I'm going to be blunt. If you would, if you would estimate on the average American cell phone how much pornography is looked at, and I apologize, I never speak this blunt, but I have to speak bluntly. If you would analyze how much junk, the industry is like a $9 billion industry. Somebody told me crazy numbers. I don't know if it's true. I did not research it. I don't care to research it. But it's frightening the, the extent of people looking to bad things. Every single human being has a massive desire to connect. It's a Pasuk in the Torah. A person has a massive craving to connect. The Yitzhahara is aware that we're born for connection. The most important connections in our lives are Hashem and our parents. A spouse, the most important connections in our lives. What the Sahara does brilliantly is he can't tell us not to connect. The human being is a connector. That's the essence of a human being. It's not good to be alone. He's a connector. What the Sahara always gets us is in any relationship to connect to a lesser relationship. Every relationship, let's, let's have a scale of 1 to 100, the potential of this relationship. Certain relationships can be 100. It can be profound. Some relationships are, are a two or a three. They're not like big relationships. They don't have that much potential. A 14-year-old with a girl from a one to a hundred is about a three of the level of satisfying, of importance, of deep. The relationship is, is like a three. The Sahara will get you to avoid the relationships that are most important and profound at that time. To focus. A husband and a wife is very important. The husband will be busy 
busy with nonsense on his cell phone with lesser connections in lieu of the greater connection. That's what the Eight Sahara does. He has this whole country looking at nonsense, connecting to garbage and stupidity in lieu of connections that are deep and profound. It is Pashat that people who have deep connections to the connections they're supposed to have have a much easier time disconnecting and not looking at those things and not getting involved with things because they have deep, profound connections. It is the void of the deep and profound connections that make people turn to very shallow and superficial things to connect to. I, we're, we're starting to learn in Yoni Pesach. I would dare say what I'm going to speak this morning is the most important shear of the year, most important Musarvat of the year. And I say in beginning to work on Yoni Pesach, I want to learn the Ashkavis, Shloishim Yoim Koydemachag, you start with Pesach. We set our sights on Pesach. This is the beginning of our nation, the beginning of our people. We want to come prepared to the Seder. I want to prepare in Halacha. We started that yesterday, and I would like to have a, an onslaught of Halacha learning. But I want to ashkafically be prepared. It goes beyond, and certainly it's beautiful to have nice different Torah for your Seder, but that's not what I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for a profound understanding of the Chag, and to be a person who connects to Pesach, which is our beginning. I want to share something with you this morning. I want to share a point on Pesach that I think might be the most important Musar out of the year. Possibly. So please listen to this article and then I want to talk for a few minutes. What was the purpose of the exodus from Egypt? What was the purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? Ari, I need every guy to hear this, but listen really well. What is the purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, of leaving Egypt? If you answer to free Klai Yisrael from slavery, or to save them from oppression and suffering, you would probably be in the company of 99% of the world who would answer this answer. To free us. The purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is we were suffering, we were being brutally murdered, our children. We were oppressed for 86 years in a horrific way. And to free us, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. However, one very important dissenting voice would give a very different answer. And that's the voice of Hashem Himself. God says a different shot. Simply most people, what was the purpose of Yitzhak Mitzrayim? We have a yontiv of Pesach. When the Jews were liberated, we were freed from Egypt. What is the purpose? To stop our suffering, our pain. But Hashem disagrees. In the Shema, God says, I am the Lord your God who took you out of the land of Egypt to be for you a God. God's avowed purpose was to create a relationship with the Jewish people. You will be my people and I will be your God. To create that relationship, the purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is to have a relationship with Hashem. To create that relationship, God had to first of all reveal Himself. That was the purpose of the ten plagues. So that you will know I am Hashem. Each plague revealed some facet of God's mastery. For example, the plague of lice, which was the first plague that the Egyptian sorcerers cannot duplicate, showed that God had mastery over even the tiniest creations. The plague of hail, which included fire flaming amid the hail, showed 
showed that we are as the, the pagans had a different God for each natural force. The one God of the Hebrews controlled all, even competing forces. The relationship that Hashem was establishing with Klai Yisrael was a relationship of love. Therefore, he had to show them that he saw and cared about their pain. Klai Yisrael had to feel taken care of by Hashem. Relief from their suffering, freedom from their slavery was not the goal of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It was necessary for the purpose of establishing a relationship. The true goal of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Most of us identify the slavery and liberation of the black slaves in the south with the slavery and liberation of the ancient Klai Yisrael. Indeed, the black slaves themselves appropriated the biblical story in their songs and their prayers. The difference is that when Abe Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation that freed the black slaves, his purpose was to free them from slavery, not to forge a relationship with them. In Judaism, however, the greatest good is not relief from suffering, but rather connection and relationship, which often involves some degree of suffering. Hashem's purpose in creating the world was in order to have relationship with human beings. And since there are only two states of beings, there's two possibilities, connection or estrangement. Rev. Volba writes this. There's two possibilities. You can be doing a state of connection or a state of estrangement. Being connected to Hashem means being connected to your spouse, your parents, your children, your friends, and your neighbors. That, according to Yiddishkeit, is the purpose of life and the purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. is connection, relationship. That's the purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It's Hashem wanted to connect to us. Liyais lochem leilokim. Because He wanted to have relationship to us. He wanted us to be close. He wanted us to understand His great love of us. He wanted us to understand He sees our pain. He wanted us to understand that He cares about us. That is the purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. To have a close relationship to Hashem. That is the purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Liyais relationship that's the purpose it is so blatantly obvious that we live in a society that's biggest challenge is relationship is connection unbelievable, it's shocking what relationship, where relationships have gone, parents to children siblings, what it means a sibling, a I'm very close to a sister made a bris I've tried over the years like crazy to be at my family simchas. You don't miss a family simcha. I was sick the day after Purim. I missed. I couldn't be at a family bris. That would have entailed six hours to drive of driving, and I missed it. I'm upset about it. You don't miss for years. Who misses a family simcha? Never, never. You don't miss a family simcha. A family simcha is something you don't miss. We live in an age where it's like a chiddush almost. But relationship and connection is, is under tremendous duress. Revolba says that avoid desire. We're used to avoid desire. He says no avoid desire today. Revolba says zara means the word zara means a stranger. Avoid desire are forces of estrangement, forces of separation, no connection. The world of serving Hashem are forces of connection, relationship. 
connection, relationship. The, the world of Torah is one of relationships, important relationships. Bachem your age, the main thing, a guy shouldn't be thinking about a girl now, ridiculous, obscene. The main relationships you work on is with your parents at your age to become close to your parents. Don't think what they should have done, think what you can do. Work on a close relationship with your parents. Pen a nice letter, you want to be close, you appreciate, show respect. Don't focus. Society today teaches children to corrupt. We're influenced. It teaches children to blame your parents. All our problems are because of our parents. They created us, Rabbi. So we hear the three partners in a person. They get credit. Society, forces of estrangement, instead of giving credit to our parents for our existence, we blame them for our problems. They're to be blamed, to be hated on, to be nonsense, obscene. Appreciate parents. Give respect to parents. Give them good feelings. Learn to call them more often. Learn to call them more often. To show a tremendous respect to parents. That is, the, the, all these types of ideals are basics to our tyrant. They're basics to the Torah. It's a Torah of connection, Hashem Echad, of oneness, of unity. Spouses, the, right? Kestenbaum speaks a tremendous amount, thankfully, in the Yeshiva, about being a good husband, about being a good father, connections. To care, a good sibling, to be good. You have a sister. You're supposed to be close to your sister. Hello. You're supposed to be close. You should be embarrassed to say, me and my sister are not so close. That's embarrassing. She's your sister. She's your sister. What are you doing as your brother? And don't say what she should do. What should you do? I'm her brother. Let me give chizuk. Let me give her compliments. Let me think of ways of connecting to your brothers, to your sisters. You're supposed to be a good uncle and you should pride in that. You're an uncle. Relationships are important. It's true. You're supposed to be a good uncle. If you have nephews, nieces, shower love on them. Shower love on them. Relationships are important in the Torah. I was learning the halachas recently of Tzedakah. I was looking into it. Your city is supposed to be closer. Your family comes first. In Tzedakah, the first ones you're obligated to give are your family. That's the first ones you're obligated to give before anybody else. Then it's your city. Relationships are important. Today, a guy puts more into more connection into stupidity. He's connecting on Facebook and all different social media to relationships that are nothing. It's fast, and the Yitzhahar is taking connection away from the main connections we're supposed to have. He can't battle people who crave connections with this connection. See, he connects us to stupidity. To utter nonsense. People are, it's amazing what a bottomless pit today. People talk about the preachers on cell phone. I promise you that's not the worst thing of cell phones, of smartphones. It's not the reason you should get rid of your smartphone. Not because of the preachers. That's like bottom of the list. That's like for a very coarse person. So he needs, why should I get rid of a smartphone? Because that's preachers. That's a coarse person. I have a hundred reasons more because it's a bottomless pit of stupidity. You should be talking to your roommate instead of looking up countless nothingness the waste of time and the waste of effort a teenager feels a certain missing you're supposed to fill that void with the connections in your life friendship, rebellion parents, siblings 
and instead the guy looks at me, thinks he's doing something half intellectual. He's reading every some political guy, and it's a from guy. Is wonderful, bottomless pit of nothingness. Article after article, how many sports top tens can you see? How many garbage? How many people's opinion? He's he's an intellectual. He he researches serious stuff. That's a much bigger reason to get rid of a smartphone. It's a bottomless pit of disconnection. Instead of connections, talk to your friend. Get to know him. Get to know your friend. It's a bottomless pit of disconnection. I can't picture a vehicle of disconnection greater in the world than a smartphone. What is the, it's, it's nothingness. What are you connecting to? At a time you're supposed to be working on relationships, a connection to Hashem by studying His Torah, a connection to your parents. Write your parents a letter. A guy's looking to kill time. Write a letter to your mother. The long overdue letter you should have written five years ago. Write it to her. Ex- express all the thanks for all the years. Not awkward. There's no awkward. By cool people, there's no awkward. There's no awkward. To write a letter to mama is nothing awkward about it. Nothing awkward. At all. With, ma- with mom, there's no awkward with mom. What? A letter is so much better. A letter is so much better. Have you ever gotten a letter from a friend? A letter, a letter puts texts away yes. any day. Mine is hanged Rabbi say, Rabbi say, the site of Pesach. If I had it, our, our, our initial, you know, you have on a plane the initial descent. Yesterday we began our initial descent in terms of our initial descent in terms of the Alochis of Pesach. Our first descent in terms of the Ashkafis of Pesach is the aside of Pesach is connection, a connection to our Bayre, to our Creator. So I want to, I want to skip a little. <coughs> Ancient Egypt, listen to this. Ancient, ancient, continuing on the topic of connection, Yitzhak. Ancient Egypt was a superpower. It's totally, it's total, totally, I can't even say government. Thank you. I'll just say it. It's government had absolute control over the life and death of its residents. Our sages tell us that no slave ever escaped Egypt. The, the Yidin lived in Egypt for 210 years. The slavery extended for 86 years. It started with genocide, throwing all the baby boys into the Nile, and continued with over eight decades of sadistic torture and, and oppression. By the time Hashem appeared to Moshe at the burning bush, that generation of Kala Yisrael had lived their entire lives under the whip. Their only hope was political change. A new regime would lighten their burden. But when the reigning pharaoh died and his successor was just as harsh a tyrant, Chla Yisrael finally realized their only hope was Hashem. And they cried out to Hashem in despair. Immediately Hashem responded by appearing to Moshe and promising the redemption. 
<coughs> when Moshe returned to Egypt with the tidings of redemption, he found broken, hopeless people. Our sages tell us that they were on the lowest level of spiritual impurity. Then Hashem performed miracles and wonders, and just ten months later they were free. The superpower of Egypt reduced to rubble. Klaiso walked out carrying the riches of Egypt like payment for their servitude. Hashem, the author of nature, is not restricted by nature. If you believe in the authority of nature, you are bound by cause and effect. But if you believe in Hashem, no situation, no diagnosis, no military threat is beyond Hashem's control. There is no room for hopelessness and despair in a God-run world. As our sages say, salvation can come in the blink of an eye. Yeshua Hashem Karafayim. Their proof is the exodus from Egypt. Lesson of, of, of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Believe in Hashem. Talk to Hashem. Continuing on this theme. From Hashem's first revelation to Moshe at the burning bush, he made clear the redemption entailed not just emerging from slavery to freedom, but an actual geographical lo- relocation from Egypt to the land of Klaus, of, of Israel. When Klaiso poised on the border of the land of Israel, Hashem said, for the land to which you are coming to possess it, it is not like the land of Egypt that you left, where you plant your seed and water by your foot like a garden, like a green garden. The land which you cross over to possess it to possess it is a land of hills and valley from the rain of heaven it will drink water the Nile River listen to this Martha the Nile River watered Egypt and sustained its agriculture elaborate irrigation system operated by foot used this reliable water source to feed the population the land of Israel on the other hand depends on rain and as the most avid viewer of the weather channel knows rain is unpredictable Exactly when it will fall, where it will fall, how much will fall, whether it will fall in a gentle rain, easily absorbed by the earth, or a torrent that will flood and wreak havoc. All of these are unpredictable. You're going to be surprised when you go to learn in Eretz Yisrael. I was like surprised by it. In America, rain is taken for granted. There, there are always times with happening for rain, shortage of rain. Every taxi driver is talking about rain. Nile-like predictability confers an illusion of control. But the truth is that life is unpredictable. From heart attacks and strokes to stock market declines to auto accidents, no one really knows what will happen tomorrow. Admitting uncertainty leads us to acknowledge our total dependence on Hashem, which is true spiritual liberation. So we're going to go from a land of the Nile, of the predictability of the Nile, to the unpredictability of Eretz Yisrael. The Nile leads to denial. The Nile leads to denial in Hashem. The predictability of the Nile, the power of the Nile. And then we're going to a land that's Eini Hashem Lekecha Tamid Ba To a land that's entirely dependent on unpredictable rain. Because it's a land of recognition that we're Biyad Hashem. And this was the purpose of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, was for a people to recognize we have Hashem who loves us, who hears our tefillahs, who is the source of our salvation, who we should turn to and speak to, to for all our needs and rely on for everything. That is the purpose, to create that relationship, that, relationship, that dependence. That understanding of how much we need Hashem, that was the purpose of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Liyais, all that in those three words, Liyais Lachem Leleikim, is the purpose of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So that's something in our initial approach into Pesach, to think a lot about 
in terms of Pesach, our reliance on Hashem and our need for Hashem. So that's the first thing I wanted to share with the guys today. We'll sing a song, but I want to tell the guys more today. But let's, but let's sing a Varma song about the reliance we have on Hashem.
booked for Bein Azman and plans. How can I make sure we require so much during this man? So much acquisition has been made this winter. The gains have been immense. So people look for ways of protecting and saving. The Bein Azman and Pesach Bein Azman could be a life-changing advance, not just a saving. It could be a life-saving advance and a forward moving. To me, the Iker thing of Bachar should work on Ben Asmanim. The Iker thing is his connection to his family. Especially Pesach Ben Asmanim, we became the Banim of Hashem. The children of Hashem, so you should understand what it means a Ben, what it means a child. The Iker Ben Asmanim is the connection to his family. To improve and to strengthen, to fortify his relationship to his family. He should be there for his mama. Develop a cash and maybe break through that difficult rock that is known as his father. Try to break through and get a kesher. True, his father might not be so huggy and so warm, so you hug your dad. Teach him how to hug. Teach him how to chill. Try to shteltsu to your tata. Learn to get a connection to mom, to dad, to siblings. To your family guy. Take out your brother. Your brother's been waiting for years for you to recognize him, to see him, to notice him. Take him out. To take out your brother, your sister, to, in cool gishmaka ways to connect to mishpacha. It's precious to do any bein asmanim, let alone Pesach bein asmanim. A person working on these in Yonim, it's, it's so me'in Pesach, which is about mishpacha. The Rambam says that one of the purposes of Yomtev is mishpachas. They're way stations of simcha, but specifically families having simcha to Gemara Sokah. They don't leave their homes Pesach. You go with your family. The Yitzhahara encourages the family as a trip. It's normal. Guys have friends, but that's the first relationship's your family. You don't miss your parents' trip for your friends. You miss your friends' trip for your parents. There's always Kedima in relationships. Family comes first. Parents come first. In relationship, there are rules. That rules what comes what. The same guy who at the age of 17 is busy with the girl, you're guaranteed a guy who's so sold out to the Yetzirah. The relationships that are important, when he's 25 and married, he's busy with others, not his wife. It's the same Yetzirah, that you're not busy with the most important relationships in your lives. How many, it's un, if you watch how much stress a guy, I apologize to be so blunt today, to use Michelle that don't apply to a vast majority of the listeners, but it's still a good muscle. It's so fascinating how much stress in the family it costs. Here's a youngster of 17 and he's prancing around town with a young lady and how much stress it causes on the most important relationship in his life at that point, his parents. But of course, that's always the trick of the Yetzirah. He stops important relationships for lesser relationships. He can't get a person to disconnect. So he gets us to, to connect to less important connections as opposed to more important connections. Always prioritize the most important connections in your life and put, put, a, lot of, put a lot of attention to those. A lot of effort there, a lot of time into important relationships. And it goes, you have to identify the most important, a little less, little less, and other relationships are very nice, but I'm not going to put a lot there, it's just not that important.
You think about the social media, how much time is given to lesser connections. It's obscene. So much time to connections that are unimportant, just completely unimportant. If a person uses social media that he's texting back with mom, that's that's an, that's a use. That's the purpose. You have a, a family chat is zikr good. He's talking to his mama, his sister. That's mayurdik. Send her chizik a couple of times a day. Mayurdik. But the connection to ridiculous, to, 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 those are forces of estrangement. Forces of disconnect. As opposed to Torah, forces of connection. And that's the first you said in Yitzhak Mitzrayim. It was a time of connection. It was a time of connection. Connection to one of the most brilliant speeches ever given in the yeshiva. One of the most brilliant speeches ever given in the yeshiva. Bachram has said the top about eight speeches ever in the yeshiva were all Bachram. And one of the top eight speeches ever in the history of the yeshiva, Maish Greenwald said at a graduation, he said, I connected to my Rebbe, I loved my Rebbe, and from that love, I got a love of Hashem, a love of Torah, and a love of Klal Yisrael. What he noticed is forces of connection. Forces of connection, of closeness. Forces of connection. When a person makes the right connections, it brings other connections. I'm always fascinated how the guy who... who in the, think about the friend who's hanging with girls. I apologize. It's only one muscle of many. Think of it that the worst friends always. The good connections promote other connections. When a guy is married and he's a good husband, he's the best connector to others. Good relationships promote other relationships. Bad relationships pull you away from good ones. A guy, the, the guy who's the worst friend in the world to have is busy with a stupid relationship. He's the worst friend. He's an impossible friend. But good relationships, relationships that are real, that are authentic, that are secure, that are profound, they create a healthier person who's more capable of other relationships. It promotes. The one who's close to Hashem is closer to you. It promotes other. Hashem Echad. It unites and pulls people together, healthy relationships. Unhealthy relationships pull people apart. They pull people away and not together. The forces of Torah are forces of connection. They're forces of connection. Tremendous forces of connection. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is liyais lachem lelekim. To form and forge a connection to Hashem. What I want to say, Rabbi Yisai, is... What I want to say, Rabbi Yisai, is there's a... There's, there's two major things that we have to do to get ready for Pesach. The two major. We must learn the halachas. There's so many mitzvahs, you have to perform them right. I want to learn a lot of the mitzvahs of the Leila Seder. We only have two more weeks together, and I want us to come into the Seder, a night of mitzvahs. The word sivui is a command, but it also means connection. The word sav means connection. We want to connect Hashem. means the connection, the involvement of the cherish caused the accident. So the word sav means a connection. Involvement. So a mitzvah is both a command of Hashem and a connection to Hashem. I'm sorry? No, the air means a mute person. It says the involvement of the mute guy caused it. Savsa. So it calls it sav. Savsa means his connection, his involvement. The word sav means a command and it means a connection. So 
we have a whole bunch of mitzvahs to follow Hashem's commands to connect to Hashem. The Messiah Sharm in the first parak who says the purpose of the first paragraph Messiah Sharm, who says the purpose of the world is connection to Hashem, three purposes. Connection to Hashem, pass the Sinus and do his mitzvahs. He says the way to connect to Hashem is through the mitzvahs. Through the mitzvahs, the best way to connect to Hashem. That's the emtsoi, the way to connect to Hashem. Pesach's an unbelievable opportunity of mitzvahs, but we have to understand and know our mitzvahs. So I want to have a two-pronged attack to get ready the next two weeks for Pesach. To learn hashkafahs of the Chag, ideals of the Chag, so we emotionally connect to the Yant, we know what's going on, what's it about. But I also want to be prepared to know our Chiyuvim, to know our mitzvahs, to know what's going on, what am I doing, why am I doing. So B'siyat what I would like to start doing at Musavad for the next two weeks is we'll have some Mishnah spread out. And I want to first half learn some of the... Some of the Inyanim of the Chag, some Ashkafis of Pesach, Pesach related topics. And then I want to learn some of the Ashkaf, some of the Alochis of the Chag, that we should be well prepared to know what our Chiyuvim are, what our mitzvahs are. I want to just start today. We started a little yesterday with some of the Olam to discuss first the mitzvah that all of us have of Tashbisu Sermi Batechem. The mitzvah deraisa to destroy Chamitz Achi of deraisa. Tashbisu and Asei. Besides a light, there's a Laisa say and an Asei. The Laisa say says, Bal Yiran, Bal Yamatza. Don't find any Chametz in your house. Now the Gemara Psachim teaches us the Isser is not to have Chametz in your house. The Isser is to own it. Bal Yiran, Bal Yamatza, the Isser is to own Chametz on Pesach. It's a lav. Even though it says don't see it, there's not an issue. You can stare at Chametz the entire Pesach long and he did no Isurim. The Isur is to own it. So there's one Isur to own Chametz. And there's an Asei Tashbisu Sarbatechem. Get rid of it. Destroy the Chametz. It's actually a fascinating Shaila. Is that Asei? Let's say you guys are on a Chametz free diet all year. And we had a Bachar and Yeshiva gluten free diet. Let's say a guy's on a chametz free diet. It's chametz free. Should he buy chametz to destroy? I, I'll ask you a question. You're in your house, Erev Pesach, and your father is burning the chametz. And you happen not to be such a pyro. Should you like throw, should you help your father? You should help your father always. But he, he likes, he likes fire, you're not so into it. Are you supposed to burn the chametz? Is there an active mitzvah, sheikh, alula, burn chametz? Or does burn it just mean don't have it? The Torah can say a say in a past, it's called an isra say. Does Tashbisu Sarbatechem an active chiyuv destroy it? I want you to destroy it. It's an active chiyuv, Tashbisu. Or it's just another way of saying don't have it. Saying destroy it just means don't have it. There's definitely a mitzvah to destroy Hamas. It's not yours. It's not yours. Yeah. So should, maybe you should buy to destroy. That, that should a guy Erev Pesach owns no Hamas? Erev
Erev Pesach, before this man is there, should he get a hold of Chamesh? What? Should a guy get and destroy? So good to make, to make sure it's mine. So, so Rav Yaakov Hillel says it just means don't have. Destroy just means don't have. David, you hear the Shailah I'm asking? We have to know our mitzvahs. When Hashem said destroy Chamesh, what was he telling us? Isn't that a good question, Mesh? When Hashem said destroy Chametz, did He just mean don't have? Or Hashem says, I want you, Akiva, we have to know our God's commands. He means get rid of it, don't have. That's a way of saying don't have. Get rid of it. If a Rebbe says to a Bachar, if a Rebbe says Bachram, a, a, a Rebbe doesn't like um, um, a Rebbe doesn't like, let's say he doesn't like smartphones. So he says, Rabbi, be your chametz. This year, destroy all smartphones. Does he mean a bacher should buy a bacher doesn't have one? He should buy one to get rid of it. Yeah, the Rebbe said destroy all chametz. I cast him out. Said destroy all smartphones. He just means don't have it. He doesn't want you to buy one and destroy it. It's a way of saying if you have it, destroy it. If you don't have it, don't. Or is it an active thing? Chaim says to this fascinating Shiloh. That's the Shiloh. That would be the Shiloh. Yaki says that would be the Shiloh. Do you make a bracha on getting rid of the chametz? If, oh, says Yakala, at night we do the dika, we make a bracha, I'll be your chametz. Says Yaakov, it's a raya you're supposed to destroy. If the mitzvah is just not to have, you wouldn't make a bracha. There's no active kiyum. So someone at Taina, that's under the Rabbanon. Because the Rabbanon said to search. So on the Chi of the Rais, uh, it's a good Shiloh. If the Chi is not to have you, we not make a bracha. Harry, aren't you making a Yeah, No. Then you're saying like a third, Rabbi Yaakov is saying a third possibility. That it is an active Chi, but it's a Tanai. If you, it's like Dalit Kamfais then put on, Yaakov Hill is saying a third possibility. That it's an active but only if you have that. The only guy would say that that is the same way you're supposed to get the al kamfais. Then you should buy chametz. Yaakov Hill is just saying gishmak that you're not mechuyiv to buy. The chiyav is, but then you you would at, you, you are punished. You're supposed to pursue mitzvahs. One should. The shaylis is there in Indian. All of you have to know this. Erev Pesach, should you go out of your way to burn chametz? If you just say I don't have, I don't have to burn, or somebody else does it, me there's no might. If the din is just not to have, there's no mile of you doing it over your father, zero. Because the din is not to destroy it, the din is not to have it. So, so Rebchayim says as follows. Isn't that like, I mean, comments that you find during the Bidika, you will destroy it? Albir is a two part, search and destroy. So at the time of search, so Yaki said Araya brilliantly, Yaki said Araya brilliantly that you see it as a mitzvah to actively destroy it. It wouldn't be a bracha. Like Yaakov Hill saying, say your child. But he's been that it's not a din just not to have. The only thing we'd say is that on the din durabon and the shore chiv durabon dubatika could be they win this kind of bracha. What I want to say is Reb Chaim Yes, Azalon. If the din is just not to, either way, 
Either way, you could do it. The question is, it better? There's a rule in Tyre, a mitzvah by It's better to do yourself before a shliach, but it depends on the nature of the mitzvah. If the mitzvah is just not to have, says no baila, do it yourself. You're not. It's not an. It's not a ma'isa mitzvah. It's just don't have. Who cares who does it? If the mitzvah is to destroy, so the very first. So Rabbi says follows. What? So we're gonna discuss. We'll discuss as follows. The Gemara Psachim says. No, because Tashbisu, you could Tashbisu won't only mean to physically destroy; it means get rid of it. So that's my way of making it not mine. That's my way of making it not mine. See, that's see, Yehuda asked another Shiloh. I, I don't want to dismiss him. I don't dismiss him. Yehuda just asked the second Shiloh, Chevra. Ask Yehuda, Siegfried, which very much plays into this Shiloh. Yehuda said that all of us are going to do Bittal. Are you Mekayim Tashbisa with Bittal? Your mitzvah destroy Chametz from your mitzvah. Is Bittal a Kim of Tashbisu? So I'm going to come back to that because you have to know what it's machloik is Rashi Tois Lufi Rashi it is but Tois is not. I don't want it, you're getting the I'm too dizzy. Excellent point. That's but we're going to talk about it. We're not just pushing it back. There's not one that you have to know. We're going to know. But I want to first talk about our mitzvah b'isai. Let's fight Amaratsus. Let's learn about our mitzvah. Tashbisu Sarim Batechim. So Reb Chaim says as follows. You hear the Shalom Menachem? You're a Chametz buster, cleaner of cars. You have to know. Was it an active mitzvah? Is it, what are you doing when you clean those cars? Is it an active Kiyam Tashbisu or just making it a matzah where it's not around? The, the Gemara Psachim says that for having chametz on Pesach, for baking chametz on Pesach, the Gemara says you don't get malchus. You know why? Because it's a lav hanitak lasei. It's a lav that can be fixed up by an asei. What asei? Tashbisu. <laughs> It's the Gemara Psach and Sadi Hay says Chametz is a lav hanitak lasei, a lav that's fixed up by an asei. If you're over by your rabbi you don't get malchus. We have a principle: any lav that could be fixed up by a subsequent asei, you don't get malchus. What's an example of that? Two examples: Geneva. You don't get malchus for stealing because you fix it up by returning. You don't get malchus for nicer. Because it be fixed up by by burning it. Says the Yosef, you don't get malchus for baking chametz on Pesach because you can just burn it. Says the Rambam, if somebody bakes chametz on Pesach, he gets malchus. Why? Yes, the Reb Chaim. It's against the Gemara. The Rambam. The Rambam. It's a lavanitak lase. You, you can't go. Rambam doesn't argue on Gemara. He sums up Gemara's Yosef. Says Reb Chaim the following Yisrael. Yosef says Reb Chaim. There's a machloikis how to destroy chametz. Tashbisu sarmi batechem. Destroy it. Is a machloikis Reb Yehuda and the Rabbanon. Reb Yehuda says, what must you do? Fire. 
When it says destroy, it must be done with, he learns it from sukkim with fire. What do the Rabbanan say? Get rid of it any which way you want, toilet or all, etc. Any way you want. Who do we paskin like? The Rabbanan. Even though we burn it, that's a chumrah. We paskin, get rid of it any way under the sun. Just get rid of it. Says Reb Chaim brilliantly. The Gemara which says it's a lava nitaklase, it's a lava that's fixed up by an assay, is going like Rabbi Yehuda. Our Shaila, says Rabbi Chaim, is the machloik Sabyuda and the Rabbanan. According to Rabbi Yehuda, there's a very specific way of getting rid of it. The din is not just don't have it. How could the din be just don't have it, Zish, if God was Machayib a very specific way? How do you get rid of it? If he told me how to get rid of it, it's obviously a chiyuf to get rid of it. If it just means don't have it, how can you have a din? How am I chiyuf to get rid of it? <laughs> if all tashbisu means so good, so that's to me like if, if it just means don't have it, how can there be a law how I get rid of it? It just means don't have it. Value of the lav not to have. In order not to transgress the lav, is there a way to get rid of it? No, just don't have it. If tashbisu just means don't have it, so then there can't be a law of how to get rid of it. It doesn't mean get rid of it, it just means don't have it. Clearly, Rabbi Yehudo, who says there's a law of how to get rid of it, holds as an active chiyuv to get rid of it. So that's according to Rabbi Yehudo. According to the Rabbanon, that it says, who cares I destroy it? They learn tashbisu. Bisu means just don't have it. So there's no law how to get rid of it. Just don't have it. Says Reb Chaim. That's the machloikis. Reb Yudin Rabban Oy Bazoi says Reb Chaim. Brilliantly. He says the Rambam, the Gemara, which says, Salava Nitakla says Reb Yehuda. So there's an active assay that fixes up the lav. If you have it, burn it. According to the Rabban, you can't say that say fixes up the lav. There's never an active chiyav to burn it. That say means the same thing as the lav. It's two ways of saying don't have it. That's not a lav that's fixed up by an assay. It's just another, the Hashem in two ways said don't have it. It's not like by Gneva, he said, don't steal, and if you steal, return it. By Chomets, God said in two ways, don't have it. Tashpisu means don't have it. It means the same thing as the Lav. That's Pshad in the Rambam, says Ubchayim. The Rambam paskins like the Rabbanim, we talk a pas like the Rabbanim. That's why he says, if you bake Chomets on Pesach, you get Malkus, because it's not in the Klase. So it comes out, says Ubchayim. The Rambam who says, the Rambam who says the Rambam who comes out that according to the Rabbanu how we paskin the mitzvah of Tashpisu is not an active mitzvah to go and destroy it it's God's way of saying don't have it if you don't have chametz all year you shouldn't buy to get rid of yes Yitzel one second you have to do something to get rid of what? Rabbi Yehuda learns it out of Pesukim. Yes, Chaim Yehuda. Does that mean? I don't... Yeah, but yes, don't be afraid. What is, if you're getting rid of something, that, that just means don't have it. Doesn't mean 
just means don't have it. If a guy never has chametz all year, no, no, the mitzvah doesn't mean to have it. So you have a lab also not to have it. Just means don't have it. Destroy. But it doesn't mean. But it's God's way of saying. If I tell the guys in the dorm, destroy your smartphones. Does anybody have a thought? Maybe I should buy one to get rid of it. I just mean don't have it. It's the way of talking. When it says destroy, it just means don't have it. That's how to talk. Destroy your smartphones. Do I mean to a guy that I want you to buy one to get rid? I just mean don't have it. It's another way of saying nobody should have smartphones. When God said destroy chametz, He didn't say shake a lulav destroy chametz. It's a weird word. Rashi's medayik. Rashi's medayik. It's a weird word. It should have said tavaru. That's why Rashi learns bittel. That's why Rashi learns mental destruction. Yeah, that's the problem. Shabbos means to seize, like to, to seize and desist. Like the word, it's probably very similar to stop, but it means it means not to disable or not to have. Oh, the Yedinish, according to this, the din just means don't have. The Pasuk always said that. It means it means don't have. It means don't have. It just means don't have. There is no act of mitzvah. <laughs> According to the Rabbanan, the answer would be no, and that's how the Rambam Paskins. The answer would be no, because the only thing now it's nice to help your father, you keep it out. But the etzem, like if your brother does it, so he does it. He likes. So as you have a sibling who's a big pyro, so he likes doing it. There'll be no Indians like to put something in, because there's no act of mitzvah. It just means don't have. So oh, I want to, I want to do my mit. Just don't have. Make sure. You're just allowed for not having so there's no Indian there'll be no problem if, if, if you're if you're if you're working your time and you're busy here of Pesach and you have somebody to do it there'll be no Indian to do it yourself it's a valid question according to this what, according to this Sabam Kashu why do we have a brach al beer chametz there's no act of mitzvah you don't make a brach on a kid like say you'd have to say on the din to Rabbanan to Chiyah B'dika on that Rabbanan but it's very shrewd you don't the Chiyah B'dika but it's funny, you don't even say Livdaik, you say Albir. It comes out schwer according to the Subchayim. But you'd have to say on the Dindarabanan of searching and destroying. It's Dindarabanan to look and destroy. So on that din, you say Albir. strange. No, that's Subchayim Schedish. Subchayim Schedish. Against the Gemara. No, it's against the Gemara. The Gemara says there's no Malkus. It's a lava and it's a glass But when you're cooking it, you're. But it's fixed up by an assay. That's so the rule. Doesn't matter if you steal, you don't get malchus because that's an assay. Fixed up. That's the rule. Don't have it. That's what it means. Tashbisum is not that. That's what it means. Destroy means. That's what it means. Because the assumption, like Benjamin says, most people have. God, get rid of your chametz. It doesn't mean. But if the guys have smartness, they get rid of your smarts. I don't mean. I Okay, Rabbi say there's a lot more to learn. There's a lot more to learn, but we have to start understanding our mitzvah. Tashbisu sarbatechem. Destroy it. What do we do, Khefer? What do we do to destroy our chametz? We do two approaches. What do we do? Bittal and we burn it. What's bittal? Where is that? That's a Yehudu who is confused. Is that Tashbisu? Where's our bittal? 
So Rashi says that, like Yaakov Hillel noticed, the word Tashbis is a very uncomfortable word. Should have said Tavaru. He used the word to tell you that besides physical destruction, there's you mental destruction. You don't know about. Rashi holds Bittle is you're mentally destroying it. You walk up to that thing and you can mentally destroy it. According to Rashi, Bittle is a kingdom of Tashbisu. Bittle is a kingdom of Tashbisu. You are mentally, by when you say Bittle, you're turning it mentally into garbage. You don't eat. Where do you learn such a strange mental thing? Yeah, that's dirt to me. Where do you learn this mental destruction? Because it used the weird word, Tashbisu. Taisvis argues, Taisvis doesn't go with this mental destruction deal. Taisvis says, Bittel is just Hefker. It's Hefker, it's not mine. It's not a kiyam of Tashbisu. You weren't Yaitse Tashbisu. You just don't own Chametz. It's not Tashbisu. Now, according to Tais, it's not so pushy. You need to do Tashbisu. Remember, we Paschal like Rabbana, there may no be, be no Chiv of Tashbisu, but it's not Tashbisu according to Tais. Just Hefker. The Isser is to own, and I don't know. So to say that, I don't have Tashbisu. But according to Taisvis, Bittal is not a kiyum of Tashbisu. According to Rashi, it's a form of Tashbisu. Do you need Tashbisu? That we said today from Rabchaim, you do not. Um, now Taisus doesn't weigh in on that, Shaila. Taisus just says Bittal is nothing to do with Tashbisu. Bittal is just Hefker. It's not yours. The Isser is to own. You don't own. He doesn't say. He doesn't say. Now it would come out according to Taisus if you think what people do. Rabbi say, what do we do at night when we do Bittal? What do we, all of our families do at night? We do bittel. What do we say? I mean, levatel everything except of what I found. Why do we do that? Because we want to do tashbisu. We want to burn it. If we do bittel on even what we found, we want, so clearly we try not like Rebchayim to get a team of tashbisu. That's why you do two, if you ever notice, you're going to do two bittels. At night, you levatel everything I don't find. After the burning, you levatel everything. That's it, I'm mevatel everything. But we wait not to be mevatel what we burn. The reason we do that is in case we have a chi of ta- Yid wants to get every chi of possible. In case Reb Chaim is wrong, and we have an active chi of Tashbis, so I want to own it to burn it. So we don't do that's why at night. If you haven't noticed at night, we say I am mevatel what I didn't burn. Kol chamir v'chamik digim say the loy that I haven't found. I'm mevatel. Then in the morning, when after you burn, you say Kol Chamir v'Chamid Dikim Shusi the Chazde or the Loi Chazde. Whether I saw it or not, now it's all bottled. Forget I did my mitzvah already. Everything's bottled. That accounts for the two bittles. So now we're a little. We're, we're starting to be Talmid Chacham and to know what's going on. Let's get to Gemara. Should I roll It's a good shell. That depends on this Chakira. According to Reb Chaim, you're not mechuyim. You want to know the bottom line? It's a homer. It's a homer. 